Welcome to the Art of Homemaking podcast, where we are reviving the art of homemaking in the modern age. I am your host, Nessa Black, and I am joined by my co-host and best friend turned sister, Shannon Vantrese. From gardening to homesteading, cooking wholesome meals to creating a cozy home environment, we discuss it all and everything in between. Thank you for tuning in. Now pour yourself a cup of something cozy and let's get started. Welcome to episode 37 of the Art of Homemaking podcast. We are both just chilling in my bed today, <laughs> recording, <laughs> finding comfort in all the places. Yes. I was having like what you would call, I guess, false labor pains <laughs> in the last yeah. couple of days. Every time I stand up or sit up too much, then my belly just contracts. So we're just chilling on my bed because it's more comfortable. <laughs> I was like, yep, we need to get you upstairs and just in bed. Let's work from bed today. So that's what we're doing. <laughs> this might be our new thing. I don't know. I like it. I feel like it could be a new a new location. We If if you've listened to our podcast before, we started off in my master closet, which is pretty <laughs> small, but still enough, big enough for two people to sit inside. And like then shoulder to shoulder. It was perfect. <laughs> and then we graduated to like, what was it? Your office my pretty office. much next. Well, I guess like when I was in Hawaii, it was like my dining room and your closet. <laughs> and then, and then like, it was my office. Yeah, yeah. So, and then now we're up to my, my bedroom. But I think the sound <laughs> is actually better up here because we actually have carpet Probably. upstairs and like a lot of soft things around, whereas my office right now is just a big tin can. (laughs) A lot of echoes. (laughs) So welcome to our homes. (laughs) We're just, you know, super, super professional. Um, Someday maybe we'll have like a recording studio or something. I don't know. (laughs) We're just, I don't know, maybe we'll just sit in bed all the time. Um, Works for me. (laughs) This is what our future will probably look like when the baby comes. So I'm here for it. So... I received a question from one of our listeners, like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago or something, and she was asking for practical tips on contentment, and Shannon and I were just kind of chatting about that, and we're like, we could turn this into an episode, I think, because if you were here for season one, the whole theme of season one was contentment. Yeah, it was. And yeah, and I think we talked about it quite a bit, but I don't know if we ever, like, just, like, straight up addressed like how to be content in like in an episode you know um I think it's something we always strive for right contentment is something everyone's desiring to to be in that state of being you know contentment but oftentimes I feel like when you're striving for that it's maybe because you're feeling discontent yeah you know yeah and it's so nice like it's so it's so easy to want like you know bite size like here's how you fix it like mm-hmm. in two two easy steps right like but it's really not it's not that simple it is really simple like we'll, we'll get into that it is very simple but it's not that simple in the sense that it really comes with a lot of like intention intention and internal work I think. yes yeah yes and also like over time like that resilience of <laughs> trying to find contentment mm-hmm. in what what you're going through in Absolutely. the midst of turmoil or just decisions in life yeah it kind of kind of comes down to getting to the point where when you're going through something hard you're able to find like use your tools mm-hmm. to not ever let yourself get to that discontent point right. or to get to the point like where you're so discontent that you're lost you know what I yeah. mean yeah 
Um, and I think we both have been in that place many times in our life where it's just like we've gotten mm-hmm. deep in a hole where it's like, I don't even know how to get out of this. Yeah. I feel so unhappy with my life. Yeah. I'm so discontent. Um, <laughs> and then you like start digging your way out. And yeah, like, I mean, I really think back to like early, my earlier years of marriage. <laughs> I mean, we had so many moments of like discontentment. Um, and I just, all I wanted to be is content, <laughs> you know, newly married. You kind of dream up of this, this whole life you're, you're going to start. And so anyways, when, when Sean and I got married, uh, we went on our honeymoon out to Maui, Hawaii, which is super special. And Very happy place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, coming back from Hawaii, my husband actually lost his job. Like, literally the next day of work, he lost his job. Mm-hmm. And, I remember that. You know, we were 21 <laughs> at the time, so young, and neither of us had our like established degrees or or what have you (laughs) so we were we were in jobs Mm -hmm. they weren't careers they were jobs I was working part-time at at that point in in our marriage and when he came home I was just like wow what are we gonna do and so you know he was he was unemployed for a good chunk of time when when there wasn't any jobs to be found at Mm -hmm. this point in like um time and I remember going to the grocery store and thinking, wow, I'm going to have to add up all of these groceries. We weren't on food stamps at this point in time because it was all very fresh and we didn't really know what resources we could tap into at the time. So here I am going around with my phone, adding up groceries as I put them in my cart, feeling very like stressed and just, you know, I remember that time where we were paycheck to paycheck for a while, just living that kind of <laughs> borderline, con- like wanting contentment so bad, but being stuck in a really hard spot, like right when you first get married, you know, mm-hmm. it was just a whole shift of life and it all changed so quickly. But um, I don't know, nowadays I feel like when I'm going to the grocery store, I just, when I'm in that grocery store, no matter where it is, no matter how many items I'm buying, I've put those items in my cart, like, every item is so important, and I'm so thankful for every single time I can grocery shop, and I get to grocery shop. I think I hear a lot (laughs) of people in my life just, you know, on a whim, they'll say, oh, man, I gotta go to the grocery store after work, or... I'm guilty of that. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're okay, you're okay. But I don't, it's like, those are the moments that I'm in my mind, my mindset nowadays, and mm-hmm. I mean, I really, really take this very seriously. No, we get to go grocery shopping. You get to go grocery shopping. How wonderful is that, that you get to buy this food, food for nourishing your family. Food, it's like a level of, you know, it's it's a basic need mm-hmm. of human, human life, you yeah. know. It's such a critical component. It's what fuels you to get through life stress, and yeah, I could keep going on and on, but that's how important, like, when I think of just any of those moments, uh, you can, you, you get to choose how you view those moments in your life, and even if it's just going grocery shopping or doing a simple task, no, you get to do these things, and you should take ownership of that, and be thankful, and just appreciative of those moments, because those are the moments that, over time, like, there's, I, I've found so much, like, contentment over, just that we get to do these things and it's just something I always have to remind myself of but also like the more you remind yourself the more it's just a very natural tendency to think 
that way. Yeah. And I think that's what we're talking about today is like mindset of yeah. uh, contentment and however that looks for you. And it's going to look different for everyone, but really knowing yourself on how to best find or create that mindset to, to get there sooner. Yeah. I love that story because it's like, that is, it's so true. It really just comes down to how you're framing your thoughts. Like if your thoughts are surrounding all of the ways in which you're misfortune or unfortunate, I guess, um, like, and you're, you're, you're looking at everything as the world is against me or life's against me. Negative mindset. Yeah. It's, it's gonna, (laughs) it's gonna come out in your, your, your contentment. I have a story to share as well. When we, we're moving from Hawaii. This is actually very recent. Um, we, <laughs> it was it was a very challenging time in our life because we were leaving somewhere that we really didn't want to leave um, to move somewhere that we did want to live. So it was a really complicated feeling to mm-hmm. be like, you know, we're, we're moving and we're happy about it, but we're also really sad about it. <laughs> and like, we love these two places mm-hmm. so much. And there are so many people that we love in both places. Um, and that was, that was a really hard thing in itself. But then through that move, I don't know if I ever told this whole story. In fact, I don't think I ever did. I think I said I would, but <laughs> we were in the thick of it for quite a while. But um, through that move, we had, we had bought a house in Washington and we were um, living in our house in Hawaii. We owned a home in Hawaii and we were fortunate in at the time to be able to barely afford a down payment on a second <laughs> yeah. house. I mean, just scraping by afford a down payment. And we knew it was going to be really tight, but we assumed that with the market, how it was that our house in Hawaii would sell really quickly. Um, but we went through five buyers yeah. in that process, five times that we had somebody sign a contract and then drop out and, it wasn't anything to do with our house. That was the sad thing. There was mm-hmm. nothing we could have done about it. It was just a lot of really unfortunate, really unlucky yeah. <laughs> situations. Shannon was there when our first Ugh. fire fell through, and I was about in tears because, yeah, you know, it was just... It was really unexpected for very, it to fall through that many times. Yeah, and all, every single time it, it, it got strung out for a week or two, <laughs> sometimes close mm-hmm. to three weeks before they fell through. So it was a very challenging time because we were in a place of like well we bought tickets we're moving to Washington we own a house in Washington we own a house in Hawaii like what are we Mm -hmm. gonna do like we were moving with next to nothing Mm -hmm. back to Washington more than we moved to Hawaii with but still very very little and there was a period of time where I was just feeling like oh my gosh what are we doing like I, 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 it was hard not to think like, is this the wrong decision? Right. Are we doing the wrong thing here? Cause it feels like everything's working against us. It did feel that way from the outsider's yeah. perspective. It was like, wow, are these signs that you shouldn't move? Like, yeah. Ugh. And in the midst of all that, like there were <laughs> so many things we had our, our car break down. Um, our cat got a fever like the day before we were supposed to leave and like they weren't going to approve her for travel. So that was like <laughs> scary because we you know we're moving with our cat. Um, thankfully, we were able to clear everything up with that. But like there were so many things like I wish I could remember. Even up to the, the moment story. you sat on the plane, it was just nonstop. The yeah. car stopped working, too. I think when you had yeah. Chloe yeah. Uh, that you were borrowing. So you had mm-hmm. to borrow someone else's car on the I had island. to borrow somebody else's car, which also broke down. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then. 
Um, our, our well here in Washington broke the day that we were signing the papers for our house. There was an <laughs> issue with the well, and we weren't sure if it was going to get fixed or not in time. So we were like, are we supposed to sign these papers or not? Mm-hmm. And anyway, we've, we went through a lot of like just crazy circumstances um, in the process. And yeah, w- when we got here, I mean, we landed in Washington exhausted mm-hmm. after all of this and just feeling so out of sorts and like kind of beaten down, to be honest. And we were trying really hard to maintain positive, you know, <laughs> content attitudes, but it was hard because I'm mm-hmm. at that point in my second trimester, very achy and <laughs> sore and we had no furniture to yeah, speak of. No we had furniture. metal chairs to sit on and that was it. And I was just like, I mean, we were sleeping on a mattress on the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there was there was a period of time for a while there where we were just like, we can't afford anything. We didn't have a car too. Yeah. Oh, you we borrowed didn't have a our car. car. Mm-hmm. We borrowed my parents' <laughs> car. Then we borrowed Sean and Shannon's car. And then we got a truck that had all these problems. Yeah, you finally <laughs> bought a vehicle and then it didn't. It didn't, didn't really actually work. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which we were able to fix, but we didn't have the money really at that time. Because you were waiting for the house to sell yes. in Hawaii. So and there was this level of you needed to buy a few things for this home for daily living, mm-hmm. like basics. And yeah. you couldn't. We couldn't well, afford Well, I mean, them. it's too much of a risk. Like, <laughs> yeah. You had two mortgages. Yeah. So we were, we were just like scraping by trying to just like make the most, only the most necessary decisions with our money, like because it was just so tight and we got ourselves into that situation by buying a second house yeah but it was also a really hot market it just made sense mm-hmm. that it would sell really quickly and everything around us was selling really quickly and somehow yeah it didn't work out that way for us and everybody who had seen our house was just like this is a gem how is it not selling and we we're like i don't know i'm so lost yeah um so it was just it was a really hard time and there were a few times where it was kind of a why god why mm-hmm. <laughs> because we had so little in the bank and we were just you know, here uncomfortable thinking, oh my gosh, are we going to have a baby and have no furniture and nothing for, and we had nothing for the baby at that point. And Mm -hmm. it was just a very, there was a bit of stress in that time to put it plainly. Um, but I remember during that time, it was funny because while all this was going on and yeah, it was really, really hard, there were somehow, we, we were keeping our heads somehow we were just like yeah we were fine I, like I I don't even really know what it like how how that actually worked out that way because past me mm-hmm. like five years ago four years ago even three years ago probably would have been just broken by this point but somehow we kept smiles on our faces oh yeah and we were it grateful was, for everything we had it, and <laughs> it, from the outsider's perspective I was just like wow this is this is so much and it was there was no breaks in between all of these big things that kept happening it was constant it was constant <laughs> levels of a higher stress and uh, though we were thankful to have you here it was just like hard to watch you still have to go through the resolution of your yeah. life in Hawaii just to be yeah. here yeah. um you know things are really leveling now yeah it's, uh, it's chill now now <laughs> thankfully we did sell our house eventually yes. and it was amazing a huge blessing when it happened but I mean I think it made us all the more grateful that it did sell but yeah I mean it was there was a hard period of time but what I kept having to do every day literally was Mm -hmm. wake up and be like okay lord 
what are the things I can be grateful for and be grateful for them. And there was, you know, when our truck was literally breaking down. After you bought it. After we bought it, (laughs) like having major problems and it this is so random but it was like so tinted that I couldn't see out the windows it was unsafe it was really unsafe to drive um but we we were able to kind of remove the tint and fix things and we made it Mm -hmm. work but there were a couple times I was just like like yeah and this too you know but then I then I had to like reframe my mind and be like no I'm grateful for this truck it's getting me from a to b I just have to be careful, but I'm grateful because I have something. Like, even if it's not the best, right. I have something. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it, it just really comes down to that mindset of like, of just looking at your life and being like, okay, what are the tiny little morsels I can be grateful right. for? Even if they suck, even if it's a truck even- that doesn't <laughs> even really work, but it kind of gets you where you need to go. Like, can you be grateful for that? Right. Is it, are you? Is that possible? I think it's so important to constantly work on being thankful despite whatever you're going through. Find find the things, like you are saying. Mm-hmm. You've got to really find the things to be thankful for and build off of that. Yeah. I think that's how it's done. Yeah. Um, if I look back to any of the, <laughs> the numerous job switches that we've had to endure that created a whole wave of potentials, uh, you know, <laughs> life, change. life changes, <laughs> finding... In time, those silver linings, too, like Mm -hmm. learning. Also, I think reflecting a lot helps with contentment is reflecting on where you've been and and where you are now. Even if some things, you know, feel like, oh, we're we're going backwards almost Mm -hmm. in life. There's always things that you can look at and reflect on and build that resilience with. As funny as it is, like when we were moving from Hawaii, a big thing that carried us through that was remembering our move from Florida, mm. um, which I don't know if you remember that very well. It's a little <laughs> hazy. When we when we left, well, we had moved to Florida early on in our marriage, and right before, like, so we lived there for almost a year, and then my husband lost his job, and then he was starting a business basically out of thin air, mm-hmm. and thank God it was working out, but... Then <laughs> Category 5 hurricane was coming for our yep. town, and literally we hadn't seen a hurricane in 100 years in that town, and so the <laughs> infrastructure sucked, and we knew that if this hit at any level, we're going to be out of power and probably out of water and all the things for quite a while because mm-hmm. they were not prepared for that. And so we ended up packing up and moving within 24 hours. I do remember that. Yeah. And also the time of the year. What was it? Like towards the end of the year, right? It was... um, November? December? It was like September. Okay, so... Yeah. I think it was like in the early fall. Um, But it was was a weird... time because we were evacuating a hurricane and moving at the same time we didn't have enough time actually because like the hurricane was literally coming (laughs) within 24 hours or something we didn't have enough time to get like food and water so we were literally Mm -hmm. driving it took us 20 hours to get out of florida and we were two hours from the border on a normal day Mm -hmm. so it was it was quite a quite a feat of endurance um, and we got in the car after being awake for 48 hours and started driving. Yeah. I do remember that. So. And at that time, you weren't, you know, there wasn't much time to decide, well, where are we going to live next? Yeah, we literally remember, just started driving. Yeah. And then we called our friends in Michigan and we're like, hey, we're evacuating and like leaving permanently and we don't have anywhere to go. Is there any chance we can come yeah. stay with you? Because 
we don't have anywhere to go. And they, thank God they were such gracious people. And they were like, come live with us as long as you need. It's so nice. And it was such a blessing. But yeah, I mean, it took, I, we drove 40 hours straight after being awake for 45. But if if that hurricane didn't happen, like, who knows? You might have still been there. You might not have made it to Hawaii. You might not have made it even back here, frankly. Yeah. Well, and I, we we looked back on all that and we're like, you know what? That whole, and it was funny because it was one of our favorite road trips. (laughs) Like, looking back, we had so much fun. But we were also, like, so deliriously tired, starving (laughs) and thirsty. And we stopped in, we stopped in Georgia like to get food Ooh, oh was it good i bet it was no no we we were like craving teriyaki like because we hadn't we well, hadn't eaten a meal that's in your first two mistake. days georgia and teriyaki i know well we were like <laughs> i don't know like are there any teriyaki places around here there was something on the map and it was that's rated funny. well it was the worst food i i i don't oh my gosh i don't like i'm not a picky eater at all you're not you're i not. couldn't even take more than a bite it was so disgusting <laughs> It was so bad. Oh, my gosh. Even Austin wouldn't eat it, and he's a garbage <laughs> guy. But, like, yeah, it was so bad. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the point of the story <laughs> was that during this time of leaving Hawaii and everything that we were going through, I just kept, like, reminding Austin, and he kept reminding me. He's like, think of Florida. Like, mm. remember what we went through and how we made it out and how that actually shaped us to be, like, stronger people and that yeah. got us to where we are. This is hard. This is really hard. But we've done hard things. And we can do hard things. And that that mm-hmm. just, like, kept us going. And sometimes when you're going through these hard times, you have to remember, like, someday you're going to look back and be like, this shaped me to be yeah. who I am today. And this was meant to happen like this. And this, yeah. is, this is how it all unfolded. And it didn't make sense at all at the time. But here we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it really it is such a perspective thing. Um just how you think of your circumstances in life will affect so greatly more than anything yeah like how grateful and joyful and content you are as a homemaker something we were talking about recently was just like when you wake up in the morning you're just like in a bad mood and you're like (laughs) uh life's hard I'm tired it sucks (laughs) I don't know I don't get out of I don't get out of bed until I have a good mood (laughs) well I try yeah (laughs) let's you know that's a, such a funny statement. I wonder where that came from. You yeah. know, like waking up on mm-hmm. the right side of the bed. Yeah, I don't know. I but I mornings was... are powerful, so I get that. Uh, we've talked about that before mm-hmm. on our podcast on how important the morning. It's because you're setting that tone for the entire day. Yeah, right from the get go. And if you're in a bad mood or just finding something to be irritated by, I think it's so much harder to break out of a bad mood than it is to like cascade from a good mood to a bad mood does that make that's sense true. Like, that's true that's true I know I had a few mornings <laughs> last week um I think it was last week or maybe two weeks ago I don't know pregnancy is weird um <laughs> but I was so tired I was just so tired and I was like trying to get good sleep and Austin's alarm went off four times <laughs> and then I was like, I'm just going to sleep in because I need the sleep. And then literally I start to fall asleep and then Chloe comes in and starts meowing at me. And I was just done. Like, and I just (laughs) stomped down the stairs like a big toddler (laughs) and growled at my husband about, why didn't you play with the cat? (laughs) Because she comes straight up to me to wake me up if he doesn't play with her first thing when she comes in. And 
I just like I remember just being so ashamed of myself and being like why am I acting like this Mm -hmm. like this is ridiculous and yeah you could blame hormones or whatever but I don't I don't see that as an excuse ever um but yeah it was like Shannon and I were kind of talking about it about that whole like just waking up in a Mm -hmm. bad attitude and snapping at your husband and like how if I had just taken like five minutes to be alone mm. upstairs, yep. to pet the cat, to wake up and kind of get over it and then go downstairs, like my greeting to my husband would have been so much nicer. Yeah. And but uh, instead th- I just reacted. <laughs> and think about how that ripple effect happens. Like, you know, then he carries that with him a little bit, yeah. even if it's just for a little moment in time, it's got to affect yeah. his day in some way. Exactly. It's like... He already has to deal with whatever he has to deal with in his day. The last thing he needs is his wife snapping at him first thing in the morning, you know? Yeah, for me in the mornings, I know this about myself especially because I get stressed out if I don't have enough time to get ready for the day before I have to leave my home, like Mm -hmm. for work, because I have a, a job outside of the home. And if I'm too rushed in the morning, I start getting down this downward spiral of not being thankful, not being content with something and yada, yada, you know? (laughs) So what I've learned is I just, I need to make effort to prioritize sleep the night before so I can get up in the morning at a decent hour and have the alone time. Um, even if it's just like picking up the house, Mm -hmm. just kind of like really getting settled before I have to leave my house when I, you know, I would prefer to stay home and take the time to take care of my home. So leaving home is kind of like one of those moments for me. It's like, oh, I feel so discontent when I have to leave and work yeah. my job. But that is my life right now. And I'm making strides to change things. But so in order for me to feel like I've been in my home, I just get up a little earlier for myself. So I have that sense of I was home. I was able to do things. Yeah. I have more uh, I, I'm ready to tackle the day, that kind of attitude. Yeah. So that's what I've learned about myself. I just have to get up a little bit earlier to allow myself to have that that contentment yeah. before I leave the house. Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes we expect that we can just, like, wake up and just be in a great mood and love life yeah. and always be so grateful for everything, and it's, like, not going to be any effort. Yeah. And I think anybody who is a joyful person will tell you that it takes effort. It does. And, like, you need to set yourself up for success. You need to set yourself up, like, give yourself time, like, moments of joy in a day. Give yourself mm-hmm. time in the morning to get ready and have the time to do everything that you know that you need and want mm-hmm. to do um, before you have to leave the house or before your kids yeah. wake up or whatever it is that your situation is. And I, I don't think it's effortless for anybody. No. I don't know any, like, no, joyful person who is just like, yeah, it's effortless. It's no big deal. <laughs> like, I, I just woke up like this. Yeah, I'm just always happy. I, it's not a gift that some people just receive. No. I think it's it's something that's earned. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, <laughs> something I was, I was thinking about um, is just, like, back in those times when like back in years ago, I, I dealt heavily with depression and anxiety and it was, it was hard to be like in such a negative headspace all the time, wake up every day feeling like hopeless. And I remember during that time how, how challenging it was, but then I was, I was determined to figure it. I was so determined to, to find healing, to be able to find the joy in life again. Um, and like reclaim a joyful spirit and during that time it really came down to like learning 
what helps me helps pull me out of negativity Mm. what will help pull me out of my head because sometimes I think we get stuck in our heads yeah and it's a really hard place to be um you know it's it's hard to you can't just tell somebody perk up and be happy when they're feeling that deep or just get over it like that doesn't work it doesn't work and so that's like that that's not at all what this episode is I hope that (laughs) this comes across (laughs) um because it seems so easy when you've when you feel like you're kind of mastering it but when you're not in that place it's hard Mm -hmm. and I remember during that time just like it was the simplest things like okay what like paying attention to what pulls me out of my head getting out in nature Mm, that's good animals worship music like for me it was those simple little things like yeah and I still to this day I still rely on those things when I when I have a hard day where I'm just feeling like I just can't get out of this negative headspace I'll go for a walk yeah. And there's some pygmy goats that are down the road from me and they make me smile. <laughs> and like, yeah. I'll spend some time hanging out with the pygmy goats and feeding them grass. And like, yeah, it's just those simple things that really make a difference. And I think if you can take time to learn, what are those things for you? Mm-hmm. What are the things that make you smile and pull you out of your head? Is it your children? Is it That's a good, good book? Is it a bath? Is it a walk? You know, right. what is it? I know for me, like when I'm thinking about that, you know, it's definitely... I have to get outside. Mm-hmm. It's like taking a second to step out of wherever I am, get in nature, going for a walk, take time to maybe get a cup of coffee, as cheesy as that sounds, <laughs> but like some little action. It's usually a little action for me, um, like a drive, just um, a short drive. Um, yeah. Tending to my plants, something mm-hmm. something that's quiet. Um, that's kind of like tedious too, yeah. a little Using tedious products. Uh, yeah. Anything mm-hmm. that's requires a little bit of tedious action or organization. Sometimes I'll turn to, I'll mm-hmm. reorganize all this in my closet <laughs> because it's something yeah. I can do alone and it takes my mind off things or yeah. Self-care. Yeah. Anything self-care that I've been neglecting about myself, like taking care of my, my hands, feet, nails or something like that. But yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm kind of the same way. I, like organization is a is a big one for me. Any sort of thing where I can work with my hands helps me a lot too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I urge you to take time to learn what those things mm-hmm. are for you. And it might feel like if you have children, for example, you might have a harder time figuring that out. But just take note. Like pay attention mm-hmm. throughout your day. Try something different. Take your kids to a park you haven't been to before, or yeah, you know, just try some new things in your day and figure out what it is that kind of helps pull you out of those dark places if you're in one um and then take note of it if you have to write it down write it down (laughs) because it like it really does sometimes it might feel like you're in just that survival mode of like getting from moment to moment but that's that's how you get out of those places is those moment to moment and then it becomes a little bit more like day yep. to day and then it comes week to week and yep. eventually you're not in that negative place anymore um and it might not always be that easy but you know that is but you've got to start somewhere and yeah. if that's what gets you started mm-hmm. then it's just from there on baby steps yeah absolutely and i i something I wanted to note here too I mean this wasn't really something that we talked about talking about but um I think it's also really important that you're focusing on making sure that you're taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. like nutritionally that you're eating eating regular intervals because it is so much harder 
to maintain a positive, joyful, you know, demeanor. It's true. If your blood sugar's low. <laughs> it's yeah. so simple, but yeah. I think a lot of times we put ourselves last and I I remember I used to be so much more high strung cuz I just didn't eat enough mm-hmm. in a day and it just makes a huge difference to make sure that you're eating well and eating at regular, like, three- to four-hour intervals. Um, that was something that we yeah. turned to when, when Sean had lost his job early in marriage is mm-hmm. I remember thinking, okay, this these dinners are so important right now because, I mean, we need a source of stability somewhere. And, if, mm-hmm. and, if, and for us, we turned to making sure we had good dinners. Yeah. Yeah, it really does make a huge difference. I think it's also really important to remember that not every season's going to feel the same, if that makes sense. Um, like, our energy levels will change throughout the year, especially um, if you live somewhere with seasons, as funny as that is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just natural. Um, Wintertime, we're going to have lower energy because our bodies are conserving energy for the cold. So remembering that in life in general, like in a very literal sense, but also in a more figurative sense. There are going to be seasons of sowing where you are planting the seeds for the future. You are, you know, putting in the work. Then there are going to be seasons of harvest where you're actually reaping the rewards of all of that that you've been putting in. And then there are going to be seasons of rest where maybe nothing crazy is happening. Maybe you're not really moving forward, but you aren't stagnant because that season of sowing is coming. And in a, again, a literal sense and a figurative sense, like you're going to be moving forward at some point here. And don't get stuck in the, in any of those seasons, you know, looking at it as, oh my gosh, this is so much work to, you know, plant these seeds or it's so much work to har- to harvest this, you know, this crop in our life, <laughs> whatever it right. is. Um, or, uh, it's just so boring to rest, you know, try to take each season for what it is. And now it's time for Daily Delights, the part of the show where we share a routine, music, books, shows, recipes, anything that has elevated our everyday experiences. And my Daily Delight is volunteering. I recently decided to switch up my life and and get more involved in the community. And so I was a volunteer for some cheerleading, which is like something I don't know anything about. But (laughs) I chose to just switch switch up my schedule and just dive in and try something new. And through the volunteering, I felt so much more like connected to the community, broadening my like perspective on like the youth that I was working with I don't know I just really encourage others I know sometimes volunteering isn't something we always think about and I think that's why um, it's so important is I, I encourage you to look at what's in your community or outside of your natural daily rhythms and switch it up a little bit because I know that for me it was something I really enjoyed and I never thought I would ever like be a cheer judge or involved in the cheerleading community but I'm so glad I volunteered and now I'm kind of more open to volunteering for something else that comes my way in the future so yeah that's so awesome 
It sounded like so much fun. I'm like, I want to do this next time. <laughs> yeah. I was a cheerleader in high school, so I'm you like... You would have been perfect I for it. I would love that. Yeah. In the future, next time, I will, I'll have to get in on that, because that sounds like so much yeah, fun. Yeah, you really should. Yeah. Um, my, le- my daily delight this week is actually a clothing piece, and Chloe's hanging out here with us, so Good. excuse us if there's meowing in the background. Um... But I recently was looking for some really comfortable and somewhat attractive clothing to wear for postpartum. And I know during my pregnancy, I've been super uncomfortable wearing pants. I know it's maybe super random, but I even bought like maternity jeans and I just hate them. Like I, I, with a capital H, hate them. I was, I was thinking, <laughs> man, I'm surprised that one would gravitate towards those because I, I couldn't imagine wearing yeah, that. It but. just, it seemed like, oh, these will be cute. And everybody <laughs> talks about their maternity jeans. And I thought, well, this is just like one of those things that it will People be fine, buy, yeah. but they cause contractions for me. Like I literally can't wear them <laughs> without being incredibly uncomfortable. Um, so I've been living in dresses and nightgowns and <laughs> anything that is soft on my belly. I can wear, I have a pair of leggings I can wear and then some really soft pants. But other than that, I don't wear pants like at all. <laughs> yeah. as that is. Um, so anyway, I was looking for some postpartum wear and I thought, you know, I, I think it needs to be like a nightgown or dress type mm-hmm. thing, something soft, something that I'll feel attractive in, Yeah. but also be able to nurse in and be completely comfortable laying in bed. Um, so anyway, I had a friend a few years ago who had a baby and she found this brand and I remembered it and I'm like, oh, I should look this, this up. And um, the brand is Fra- Francis and Henry and they have these really soft lightweight lounge dresses that are maternity friendly postpartum friendly and nursing friendly which is like the dream combo because I can wear them right now I can wear them after the baby comes and like nurse in them and and they're just kind of just all in one I could literally live in these they're really attractive yeah you wouldn't necessarily peg it as you know xyz it just looks really nice yeah it's just a very like comfortable Mm -hmm. like flattering fit I would say for for being a like a maternity lounge dress um so I I bought a couple of these and I've been living in them since I got them I literally wore one for three days in a row it's embarrassing no shame no shame no shame like yeah it's just pregnancy's a weird time so um but yeah I I I love them so much I will link these in the show notes if you are interested I mean I would probably wear them even when I'm not postpartum they look they look cute enough I would wear them and I'm not pregnant so yeah yeah if that says anything they're so soft too they're like so lightweight and my my belly skin is getting a little bit more sensitive since it's stretching out so much and so soft things feel so much better against my belly and I I just I'm living in them now and I think they're gonna be just absolutely perfect for postpartum which is which was my goal for getting them so definitely a staple piece yeah yeah (laughs) it's not a it's not a very glamorous time so anything that can help me feel a little bit more attractive will be really nice this concludes today's episode if you enjoy our podcast please consider leaving us a five-star review on apple podcasts apple has the largest listener base and this will tell apple to recommend our podcast to other listeners who may be interested If you listen on another platform, you can simply copy and paste your review to that platform for others who may listen there as well. All the show notes from each episode will be available in the details section of the episode, or you can find them on my website, nessablack.com slash theartofhomemaking. You can keep up with me on my Instagram at nessa.black, where I share everyday life, daily thoughts, and inspiration. 
You can also follow Shannon on her personal Instagram at shan.vantrice. Thank you.